everyone, it's Maggie and Ellie and you're listening to Grown Ups The Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to Grown Ups The Podcast. Happy Monday everybody. Today is another special episode, we've got another guest in the house. Hello Niza, welcome to Grown Ups The Podcast. Hi, thank you. How is everyone today? How's your week been? Well, your week last week. Maybe you're sick in it, so. Guys, I'm sick. If I sound like a dickhead, that's why. But I have just rubbed Vicks all over my face, so hopefully I can breathe again. <laughs> that's the glistening. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm shining. <laughs> How are you, Nizar? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good, man. Shall we get into it? We're excited to have you, something different, a new career to inspire all our listeners out there, um, for those of you that haven't really decided yet. So we'll just start with how we met. Do you want to share the story? It's not really that exciting, but... No, we just went to school together. Yeah, that's when it. When did we meet? Yeah, in year seven? Year seven? Year eight? Year eight, probably. I feel like year eight was like hanging out, but I feel like I saw you around, you know. Yeah, and then we all went to uni at... Leicester um but yeah we'll jump into that in a bit so I want to know what did you want to be when you were younger and then what are you now okay I wanted to be an astronaut like I'm serious I wanted to be an astronaut but then I found out that you had to have like perfect vision no breathing problems and I have asthma and I'm blind as fuck come on (laughs) yeah you can swear you can swear (laughs) We swear all the time. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm blind, so yeah, that that dream went downhill and now I am a dental nurse. Love wow. that. That's actually mad. Yeah. yeah. Very, very, very big <laughs> change. Big ambitions. Wow. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I loved it. No, I love okay. that. How did you choose, how did you get to where you are now? Like, how did you choose you wanted to go into dentistry and be a dental nurse? Well, that was a very long process. I feel like it took me a long time to really figure out what I wanted to do. Um, so I finished school, finished sixth form, and then I went to uni with you guys. Um, I went and studied accounting and finance, which was something complete, like I had no interest in that. I don't even know <laughs> how I ended up there, but cool. And then I started the course and I just realized that I just hated this and there was just no point in me doing something that, I'm paying for something that I just knew I wasn't gonna enjoy or even want to finish. I saw so your course I, was like two days a week. You only went in yeah, two Yeah, well, that was always in London. I was never in Leicester. <laughs> Maybe like the first what, month or so we were there, freshers, whatever. But yeah, I was always in London. I hardly turned up to anything. I just, yeah, I just was not interested. That wasn't what it was. So yeah, so I decided to leave. And then I was working part-time in a hotel um, and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. That was like, what, two years or so? And then I ended up pregnant, surprise. <laughs> no one really expected that one there but anyway it happened and then it yeah, kind of pushed me to like really now like you need to be serious like you're gonna be a mom like you need to have your life to get one. so then um I remember I was on maternity leave 
and I went to Portugal for three months and I was there and I was just laying in my bed and I was just like I don't I don't know how I came across it I think my mom told me today that she told me to look on the HMRC website to have lots of careers on there and stuff and I went on there and I started looking and then I ended up somewhere completely different which was dental nursing and I read the career and I thought yeah this is something that I like I've always enjoyed science I like working with people and I just felt like it was something that I was that I would enjoy essentially so I did a course finished it and yeah now I'm applying to uni to go and study dental therapy <laughs> that oh is awesome. very long yeah yeah still the fact that you went on maternity leave to me it just sounds so grown I'm like yeah. what <laughs> you're an adult yeah you're actually a grown-up yeah um, I feel like it but <laughs> it's mad what okay you're going back to uni yeah but when you were at uni what is yeah. what was like your best the best and worst thing about being at uni and like, are you excited about going back I, I don't think there was a best for me at that time hence why I wasn't there so I don't know I didn't give it enough time to maybe find a best but worst I want to talk about that specific place too small there was like busted every however many like it's just something like London everything was just really small and I remember we was on the table one time in the in in our accommodation because I used to yeah at Regents I think the place oh yeah yeah Regents <laughs> yeah and we was in the kitchen and we were talking and then we deep like we're going to be here for three years and I remember like you and Equa were like like you, get, you were excited or whatever and then like that just hit me like I cannot be here for three years like I just cannot live here for three years and so yeah but I love how your story like it's not linear like it, it shows yeah. that you don't have to do like one thing and stick to it like change yeah. until you find what you actually enjoy what was the reaction of your family and your peers when you decided to drop out of uni <laughs> well my mom is Asian so for that like from this culture like school education is very important go to uni like just had a lot like high expectations of me at that, or in general telling her that I had to leave my heart was like going because I was thinking how am I going to tell you because she was all excited I was going to uni and you know like we moved there and everything and I don't know I told her and then she was just kind of looking at me like so what are you gonna do with your life now kind of thing and I was just like I don't know I couldn't I didn't even have an answer um my friends I feel like I didn't really get like any negativity because they knew that I wasn't enjoying the course and I didn't really want to be there so it was kind of like okay like makes sense for you to leave and there was no time I remember laying in bed and receiving a text message like guys I dropped out of uni by the way I won't be coming back to Leicester see you when you're in London <laughs> you said accept like, me as I am <laughs> yeah no I remember I was like this bitch as if she's gone and left me like she just that was hardly there you were there like <laughs> the disrespect no I couldn't believe it I actually couldn't it was so sad but yeah yeah you, you have to do what's best for you uni isn't for everyone are you excited about like going back to uni now and doing it differently and I'm assuming you don't have to move no so I actually got an offer for the place I wanted to go to yesterday so hey! <laughs> well done. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited I'm very happy um I feel like now my experience of uni is not going to be like when you leave school when like you want to party you want to like I don't know have this whole huge experience of uni that's not what I'm looking 
bored now it's just kind of like I'm ready to like focus on my career get my course done and then just start moving on with life I feel like I've had a lot of time just in this middle ground of not knowing and yeah I'm excited (laughs) so I love that I think it's good because you're actually you really just want the course out of this whereas I do think a lot of people go for like the course is like the last thing they're going for (laughs) so you're getting your money's worth like yeah how does it work with loans and stuff when you've already tried to go to uni once like did they make you pay for that time you went and are you allowed to get another loan after that yeah I've so the last loan that I took was obviously I was there for like the first term but I quit just after the second term started so they charged me for the two terms of maintenance and then I think the tuition loan someone told me that even if you quit in the first term they charge you for the full year so essentially now (laughs) I never knew that and I think you could only do like four years of student finance so essentially one of my years is gone that three years which is fine which is a lot for my course but if I wanted to do anything after that like yeah yeah I'd have to find that myself (laughs) okay yeah in terms of doing that then like completely switching careers going back to uni what advice would you give if you have any advice at all please like if you have any advice for people who want to start from scratch slash upskill themselves try something new I I think the kind of biggest lesson I got here was even though sometimes you feel like like because there was times I just felt like lost you know like everyone's at uni everyone seems like they're doing stuff and you're just like in the middle not knowing so I feel like you should just have confidence and just go for it because I think if you don't believe in yourself then who else is really (laughs) gonna do it for you so I feel like you should give it yeah that's 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 really my advice just just go for it go for it trust the process and go for it I really like that I think it's so true like I've had people say to me, oh my God, like you've come out of uni, you've gone into a job, you have your life all together. I'm thinking, sis, I don't know what's going on with my life. I do not have my life together. Like, <laughs> there's no one route. People's lives can look put together, but they're not. Um, so can you tell us what a dental nurse actually does? Like what does a day in the life of one look like? So dental nurse basically helps assist the dentist or other dental care professionals in the, but usually the dentist, that's who you work with. Um, different procedures um, you're responsible for the setup of the surgery looking after the surgery making sure everything's disinfected be sure the instruments are sterilized and so on so you basically like are the base of <laughs> the the surgery um, um, and then yeah the dentist will come in and do their work um, so I'm lucky enough to start later than most places so I work two days but I start at 10 and then 11 and I finish at like around half six um but yeah you come in you set up the surgery then you see patients um and then I don't know how in depth you like is that (laughs) no that covers it yeah 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 okay cool that's fine whenever I think of the dentist I just think oh she's got a number 12 here and a number two here and she yeah. needs to fit in here. That's what I ever hear when I go to the dentist. <laughs> fill in, Hi. fill in, fill in, same. <laughs> I have a question on that note, yeah. You might not know this. Yeah. Are the condition of your teeth hereditary or is it because I eat too much sweets? Some things can be hereditary, um, like your gum health. 
um it can come from like if you have a, a history in your family of people like losing teeth because of like their gums um that could be something that runs in your genes too but you can prevent that by taking care of your gums um but yeah most of it can be from just how you actually like eating too much sweets or yeah your, your personal hygiene you know what it's so funny in brazil um which is where my family's from they have a really good dentist system there. I don't know why. I have no idea. Even like, Brazil? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like, when I used to go to school there, like, we'd brush our teeth at lunchtime. Like, you brush your teeth three times a day. Like, it just wow. it's, it's no brainer. Like, everyone's doing it. And obviously here, that's not the case. But there's like an ongoing joke that like, British people have bad teeth. And no, like, now that I live here, people rarely go to the dentist. Like, they go if something's like really <laughs> terribly hurting or like they they have braces or whatever, but it's like they don't go just for a cheeky checkup. Check up. I feel like the education part is the key part. Um, yeah. That's also why I want to do the course that I, I want to do. Because I feel like, especially in schools, like where was there any mention of like teeth, anything while we were in secondary school? Like we had vaccines, we had all those other things, but like teeth, there was nothing. There was, and I feel like, a lot of education it can come from your parents obviously but a lot of people with poor oral health their parents also you know have poor oral hygiene so it's like it hasn't been passed down in the house so then I feel like in school it should be something that's paid more attention to um but yeah no it is true a lot of people only go to the dentist when something goes wrong um and yeah yeah (laughs) I feel like there needs to be more importance around yeah I'm guilty as charged I'm not gonna (laughs) lie do you know what this year I've I've vouched vowed whatever I've said to myself I'm actually gonna invest in my health because like I'll look at gym membership or the consultation or the hygienist cost of going to the dentist and I'm like forget that man that's expensive this is my teeth it's gonna be expensive to get implants much more expensive (laughs) yeah I got a letter the other day from my dentist oh my god also nhs yeah got a letter, letter the other day to say my dentist is going private and to tell me the new fees i was like sorry you better find me another dentist i'm not paying private fees are you yeah, mad it's really hard in nhs right now um i feel like a lot of practices are picking choosing to go private because the demands at nhs are just um a lot and what they get out of it is not really as much so private industry is, is much pays pays better but then it's really hard to find nhs dentists at the same time so good luck <laughs> trying yeah. to do that two but, dentists in the last two years i think both of my dentists have gone private but now actually yeah the whole practice has gone private Mad. yeah yeah i think that's I was... also why because the cost can be high but i feel like you should go to dentist like what every, every six months that's twice a year you know you go out to eat you spend x amount eating out or doing whatever so you can just not go out once and spend that on your teeth <laughs> No, but priorities for real, for real. <laughs> it's so true. I've also clocked, yeah, like when I had my lips done, was that, yeah, a dentist did my lips because, long story short, I've told it on the public before, but basically I've modelled and you have like random people doing it. And my dentist that left to go private, she was also doing lips and Botox on the side. Like I feel like dentists, because they're underpaid, they're now trying to move into like other stuff and a lot of them try to do... the aesthetic side of dentistry pays well. Um, on the dentistry table so far, have you seen any like disaster? Because I feel like people hate going to the dentist. Like, 
because more time they're going to fix a problem as opposed to getting a normal checkup like have you seen any like bad patients or anything there was a patient who were doing extraction on and we were numbing the patient and the mum was standing there but usually it's like when you numb someone they can start to feel a bit faint and a bit you know some type of weight of, of an anesthetic but we were numbing the patient and then we look up and the mum just dropped so she was like <laughs> I don't know she was watching it happening and it made her like she just fainted <laughs> oh my god! you're like what <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that was, like, probably one of the highlights of things that may have happened. But, yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Like, just put her in a recovery position? Do you have first aid training? Yeah, yeah, you have to do that every year. That's, that's mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of, like, a horror story from, like, people in your workplace or other workplaces in terms of, like, they've messed up, they've destroyed someone's tooth or they've pulled out the wrong tooth or anything like that? Not in my dental practice. But yeah, people have like, okay, it almost happened with a other dentist that we had. Um, she started doing a root treatment on someone. So that's like taking the nerve out of the tooth to save the tooth. And she was almost about to start doing it on the wrong tooth, basically. <laughs> and I don't know how she, I don't know what happened. I think she even started and then midway through starting it, she was like, shit oh. basically <laughs> and then like had to like at least it wasn't an extraction imagine you took out someone's tooth and it wasn't and it was the wrong tooth like they'll see you they'll actually see you yeah yeah, right, so. yeah. Um, do you have like a top dental hygiene tip um gosh your teeth guys i know you hear it and you think oh god it's just that thing the dentist says but like when you brush your teeth you're not brushing all of your teeth. You're brushing like what? I think it's like, I don't know. I think it's 35% of your teeth are not cleaned or something like that when you brush your teeth. So the other part is just full of bacteria. And imagine all this food just building up between your teeth. And then it's like inflaming your gums. Like Gum disease is not something that's going to like ruin your life now. But when you're in like 20 years time, you want to have your teeth, you don't want your teeth to start wobbling because your gums are receding and stuff so I think flossing guys like that's just something that I know you might take time but yeah no I love that you said that because people like my friends always take the piss out of me for flossing but when my gums aren't receding (laughs) wait they take the piss out of you bitch my teeth are clean (laughs) okay (laughs) and they're gonna last (laughs) exactly on that note it might be too late for me if I have gum recession, can you get implants still? Like, because um, your gums are gum, receding. Your gums recede, like, gums receding, it will happen over time anyway. But obviously, if you don't floss and look after your gums, then they will recede at a faster rate. Um, when your gums recede, you also can lose bone, the bone that where your teeth are in. That's what I'm saying. People lose their teeth because they lose the bone and then the teeth start wobbling. And then <sighs> there's no, you can't fix wobbly teeth in it. So, Essentially, I don't know how implants work properly because obviously I don't work with that. But I think you do need to have a certain amount of bone level enabled to have an implant like put in. But I think there are ways to put bone back in and stuff. But all that's quite like more complicated stuff. So and that's money too. 
Yeah, that could be a say. cruise you're going yeah. on, but instead you're having to spend yeah. it on your receding gums. That's scary. Nothing is better than your your own. Like I feel like people don't look at teeth the way they look at other body parts. So like you're talking about, oh, I'll just go get implants. If you had needed a hip replacement, like would you rather not just like look after your own hips and keep them like working instead of going to get like this fake hip put in place or whatever? then like you know that your mobility or whatever you do is not going to be ever the same as like your normal hips work that makes sense so or knees whatever it is that you can replace so like implants same thing like nothing is better than your own actually and a quick shout out because we even forgot to mention it was mother's day yesterday how did (laughs) how how did you celebrate did you have like a cute day what did you do um we just went out for a meal um went with my mom my grandma um and yeah I mean he's still small so he doesn't really <laughs> able to do much um apart from scribble on cards so um yeah oh. we just spent the day together really but it was nice happy mother's day to everyone out there if your mom's here or not like we all hope you had a really lovely day yes and on that note of mother's day I have to ask being a young mum how have you found it like it because you're talking about you know the experience of your friends your friends might be at uni or whatever how was that having a child when your friends are doing such different things um it was a bit scary I'm not gonna lie I feel like obviously I made that decision like myself um and I don't really have like mum um friends um so it was literally me that was going to be the first parent um but it was fine I feel like my friends were really supportive um like when we could because it was like COVID times like we'd go out or meet up they would check up on me so I feel like it was different but it didn't really feel like this strange thing because I feel like everyone's already doing their own life so uh, yeah it was it was fine how did you that's cute that your friends were mad supportive and now you have hella mum friends isn't it like yeah now of, I do and of your friends that everyone kids. else like yeah yeah <laughs> they're kids around now so not <laughs> literally it was like you had a baby that everyone was like oh me too um yeah. <laughs> very cute um but how do you balance so friendship's cool like you've done so well to continue to maintain that and like have your own life because I'm not gonna lie I've seen women in my life like their their role feels like being a mum and you kind of like don't have that individualism no that is a big thing (laughs) yeah it's scary easily done so I'm proud you've done very well and then in terms of like balancing your career and obviously you've had exams right already yeah yeah. to do the job that you're doing now how on earth did you come home from like work or whatever you're doing settle I won't say names but baby down and revise what like I cannot I actually cannot I feel like that was the biggest struggle and that's probably what I will struggle with now going to uni as well is time that's like the main thing I'd say changes the most after you have after you have a a baby um like time is no longer yours like just go and run into the corner shop quickly just easy simple things that you do on your normal day-to-day life you just can't do anymore because there's someone there you can't just leave the baby at home and run outside so I feel like that was I had to basically organize my time so either around nap times or because I live with my family they were quite supportive so either they'd have to like take him out or just yeah I really that was the way that I got through it 
salute to all of you working moms because boy <laughs> no for real i can barely work and i'm not even a mom like <laughs> it's amazing that like i think i do think mums just find this new it's like a superpower like all of a sudden you're the best at time management and because you have to be <laughs> you have like, to be exactly yeah you have to be. yeah no that's amazing do you ever feel like because you're a young mum did you ever feel judged and and I guess now because you're trying you're doing something for yourself which I'm sure is for your son as well because you're thinking yeah. in the future but um ha, do, have you ever felt judged being a young mum yeah definitely I feel like when I got pregnant I basically decided that only a handful of people are gonna know that I was pregnant because of that reason I feel like just expectation like I feel like no one really expected me to end up having a baby <laughs> so it was kind of like a big shock to everyone and I knew people were going to like talk and stuff so and I didn't want to be topic of conversation essentially so I like especially like I mentioned my family is quite Indian so they would have judged my mum my like the whole family because I'm not married and not like you know wasn't with my partner either so it was just I decided to keep it quiet which for me was the best decision that I made because I feel like I had a very stress-free pregnancy I was just around people that actually supported me and then after I had the baby I just announced it just like dropped the bomb on Instagram and <laughs> it was what it was at that point it's like what can you do like you'll be shocked but there wasn't as much like the talking that I thought um would happen um so yeah I feel like people can judge you and people can think that because you're young you're like inexperienced or I don't know sometimes I get this feeling that like older parents they always want to tell you how to parent and stuff almost like they don't think you can look after your child properly which mm. is not true um but yeah I think yeah, there's there is a lot of judgment around young parents sometimes but I wouldn't take it back so yeah no honestly also some older parents are doing wild things anyway so shut up like <laughs> no I think it's mad I, I can't actually remember if you're happy to say what age did you have? I don't even know what age is where what I age was, did you have Karen? I was pregnant at 20 but I had him at 21 mate do you know what back in the day that was normal like that was that actually was, normal age now it seems younger like I don't know why maybe because we're like 24 but at the time it felt at the time I felt like I wasn't a kid you know like if I had was pregnant like 15 16 you know I'm still a child and that wouldn't really have happened but I felt like I was old enough to you know face my actions or you know take responsibility for that so yeah it was fine <laughs> if you don't want to have don't have children <laughs> um, no. if you're not ready for them but obviously if you do want them at a young age then as long as you have all things in place then yeah <laughs> it definitely depends on personal circumstance like if I look at my sister just above me she had her first I think at the same age as you and then her second I'm sorry if I'm telling lies but I think she had her second at 23 which is my age now and none of my family could see me with kids they'd be like oh my god whereas for her she didn't feel young she felt grown like grown. she yeah, was just yeah. meant to be a mom like yeah for some people it's, it's just right it just suits yeah. How do you know when you're there though? Like, how do you know if you're ready? What are the kind of things that you need to take account for? Ooh, that is a good question. I feel like I was ready in the sense that I wasn't a child anymore. I worked, 
and so I knew I could provide for my child obviously I wasn't like making crazy amounts of money because I was just working part time but like I could and I had the family support as well so I feel like you need to think about those things as well um of just being able to provide for yourself and your child um making sure that like I still live at home but you know you need to look at circumstances if you can accommodate a, a child in your life and things but I feel like for the rest of it you're not really you're just kind of thrown into the deep end so baby comes and then you just have to learn on the go and adjust so then you can't really prepare I don't think so and I'm someone that's not really around like little children so I don't have that experience of seeing this and that so yeah everything for me was just from scratch and just learning on, on the go <laughs> I kind of feel like the fact that you didn't see other people or feel like you had to parent in a certain way it worked so well like he is so well behaved <laughs> no you're remember, not <laughs> okay maybe not now but I remember you brought him to the park and he was an angel yeah. I was like wow <laughs> oh when we went to his birthday Maggie I took my little nephew and they were all leaving my nephew was like I'm not leaving like no <laughs> and I had Lisa I think I stayed for like another hour he was trying to go he was trying to go in the big children's bit he was so naughty that girl you did no, I feel like but your nephew's older no yeah he is he's now he's free he's free okay he's gonna be free in May so yeah he'll be four in August so he's four. a year older okay yeah older yes I feel like they were at different stages <laughs> now now, like, now he's like if he doesn't want to leave he'll just be there like throwing his tantrum on the floor so I don't know it's, it's hard having to deal with just parenting as a whole it's like this whole big gentle parenting and like all these other like I don't know it's just a whole topic in itself but yeah <laughs> what is the best part like about having a baby in your 20s rather than like in your 30s now that people have them not old but old <laughs> I feel like you have okay I'm gonna say you have more energy but I feel like I have no energy but maybe you have more energy <laughs> compared to like when you're maybe a bit older I feel like when your child grows up you're still young as well so you can like kind of relate to like what they might be going through um I think because of that as well you can have I don't say more fun because you could have fun with your parents but maybe like a different kind of fun that you would have maybe if you were like much older um so yeah I think there is definitely like pros to having children younger if you did want to do that do you ever find like so I, I'm obviously not into this part of Instagram because it just it doesn't come across my feed but there's definitely like a mum's Instagram and like parenting yeah. Instagram and TikToks and stuff like that do you ever feel pressure from that to make things look perfect or do you find them helpful I think most things I find helpful um I do feel this pressure of like not trying to traumatize my child if that makes sense because there's a lot of like things on like gentle parenting and like avoiding all these traumas that we probably have or like right like because of our parents parenting and stuff like that and so like you want to avoid that on your kid but then it's like it's just this pressure of perfection of like having this perfect parenting which is probably never going to happen so your kid will probably still have some sort of traumas but you know you're just kind of in this like in between middle where like you're trying to avoid certain things but then you don't know yeah yeah it can be a bit hard 
it still shocks me to this day that like your career can be posting your child on Instagram. Like them people, they get sent all the free toys, all that stuff. Like that's the curriculum. Oh, posting, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they get paid and like that's yeah, it. Yeah. It's mad. I did. I was gonna do that at one point. I actually made Instagram for him, but then I realized like way too many strangers need my child I don't know what was taking like you know just that openness of social media so I was yeah. like hey let me just make this private because <laughs> I actually don't know who is seeing my child's pictures and doing what with them like you know no yeah. can we talk about this because I was actually speaking about this with a friend and like there was like this is really common so it could really be any video but there was this video of this kid eating a strawberry I don't know eating like whatever doesn't matter but on TikTok it'd been saved like 20,000 times and I'm like are you telling me there's 20,000 innocent people that have saved it for what like that's so weird yeah. like if yeah. I found it cute yeah. I would just like it like why am I saving a video of another Save person's it. child like yeah. it's I feel like there's a very dark side of that that there's a really cute and beautiful side of that, but I I respect your decision because I do think not everyone's intention is as harmless oh, yeah. as we think. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. I very much hear that. I feel like we're almost at the end. So yeah. on a humble note, if you could give, actually two things, two things. One, if you could give yourself advice when you first started out in terms of deciding on careers and stuff like that, what advice would you give yourself? And then two, for anyone going into your industry, what advice would you give them in order to like make that jump or succeed? Okay. So the first one, advice to one. No, okay. So the advice I would give to myself would be to don't stress. I feel like I stressed a long time, like trying to figure out what I wanted and oh my god I don't know and it was just felt like there were so many avenues and things that I liked so I just wasn't sure and I just kept stressing out and I feel like I would probably tell myself to explore my options like go and try different things because that's the only way that you actually know what you want to do um and yeah and that everything will fall into place I feel like that's the biggest thing that I've got from my whole journey to now is that even though you feel like your life could just be like a whole mess like everything is everything will fall into place essentially so yeah I hear that I love that that was really nice and well different industry is very wide um I feel like if you want to do for example like the course that I'm going to study at uni so it covers hygiene and therapy therapy is basically you can do basically what most dentists can do so you can extract like baby teeth you can do fillings you can do the normal hygiene of so the scale and polish of teeth um so for that you need to have a degree essentially um so I would say try to get experience in the dental field like I know you can apply straight from your A levels but I feel like but if I hadn't done dental nursing I wouldn't know what I'm getting myself into so and also I know like when you, you have this view of the working world when you're at uni um, and I don't really I don't think I'm gonna have this because when I was at uni I had this view of what life might be like when I go to work but because I already work there I know that the realistic expectations of what I'm going to be working with and what I'm going to be dealing with on the day-to-day so I feel like try and get 
either work experience or work in the dental practice um even do a dental nursing course because I feel like a lot of the content that you will cover you will have already like covered before so you go in already prepared potentially so yeah try to be just be as prepared as you can love that <laughs> Oh my god, Lou, this has been great. Thank you so much for sharing a bit of your personal and career life as well. We really appreciate it and we wish you the Thank best you of all. luck in your degree. You will absolutely you. smash it. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> thank you for having Love me. That. No, thank you. This has been great. I'm very insightful. Ellie B will be <laughs> visiting with her receding gums. Gums. <laughs> no, man, don't. Um, but yeah, if anyone else has any work or life-related dramas, send them in to grownupsthepodcast at gmail.com or DM us at grownupsthepodcast. See you next week. Bye. Bye.